Welcome back to the Mami Show. This is your host, Rohit. Today we have Mike, the financial strategist and the business strategist. Thank you, Mike, for getting into the show. No, I appreciate the invite. I look forward to having the conversation. So would you just like to give a quick intro of yourself first, how you got started with it and how everything is going so far? Yeah, absolutely. So like a lot of people, I didn't come from a financial background. I didn't come from wealth. I just a normal kid. My dad worked for Pepsi Cola and my mom worked as a receptionist in most companies. And as I started making money, I uh, went to college and started working for Johnson and Johnson. And I had people tell me that, Hey, you gotta, you gotta figure out your tax situation. And I had no idea what they wanted me to do. Um, so I went through a financial education process, uh, about six meetings, right. and it was a pretty eye-opening experience on how the wealthy manage their money. And so I ended up leaving Johnson and Johnson after five years and and became an advisor. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was kind of crazy. I just picked up and left. And then shortly after that, I was introduced to a gentleman who was raising money. And so I went out and raised him thirty five million through foreign investors, right. and then helped a handful of companies raise another seven million. So I've been in the trenches and I've been I've been around, right? Uh, I had my series seven for some time. And then uh, kind of transitioned into financial advisory services, working with businesses on how how to help them really develop a business they can sell for retirement. And okay. what I do now is I bring a team of people together to help them do that. CPAs, business strategists, operation people, whoever they need, I bring them to the table. So everybody's talking the same conversation and playing from the same playbook to make sure the business owner gets what they want out of their business. According to you, like what it takes to a great business, like even smaller, big, and how to consider a great team and talent, you know? Yeah. So I think, Rohit, I think the biggest thing that entrepreneurs deal with is this idea of, of not, not understanding what the end game is, uh -huh. right? And a, a lot of entrepreneurs, not only they don't really calculate that into their business plan or their model, but they think that they're going to have this massive unicorn of an exit, right? That yeah. some way, somehow somebody's going to pay them millions and millions of dollars for their business. And in reality, one out of five, one out of four, depending on the statistics of businesses actually sell. So making sure that, you know, the little things like the partnership agreement, like if you and I are business partners, uh -huh. One of us came up with the idea. There's only one founder of a company. Yeah. So to get rid of some of these egos and say, look, you're the president of the company. I'm the CEO of the company. We're doing this together and have a partnership agreement that highlights that. So we everybody understands their roles and responsibilities. Exactly. That's the first thing that an entrepreneur needs to do. And then from there, I always tell people, not all money is good money. Like if you're, if you're raising money, man, you gotta be, you gotta like that person. Like you don't, you don't want to take some money from somebody and all of a sudden, like there's some squabble. I mean, you're looking at marriage, right? Yeah. And so you want to be married to somebody that you want to do business with. And, and so I think that's the other. And partnership is obviously a marriage. Obviously it's a long, absolutely. Yeah. It's a long term. And and what happens is people aren't clear with their roles and responsibilities. So then you start getting into, hey, you make more money than I do, or you got this privilege and I don't. But if it's been laid out at the very beginning, you may be the creative, right? You're the host of this podcast. You're the creative. I am not the creative. 
So our, our partnership would be your roles and responsibility. I'll stay out of your lane. Yeah. You stay out of mine. Exactly. Right. And so I think that's the key thing is just, and then, and then putting the right people in the right positions. And that's kind of business one-on-one, right? The right people in the right seats in the bus. And then, so when people interview, they interview just to fill a position where what they need to be interviewing for is that skill set. Like, and it's not just, hey, can you do the job, but do you fit the culture of the company? Yeah, exactly. And that that's a challenge for a lot of business owners. And right, that that's where the planning up front comes. Instead of saying, hey, let's start a business today. Yeah. Right. There, there's some systems and processes that need to be in place. And there needs to be people out. So Here's the business, but there needs to be a team of individuals around the business, outside of the business, to help structure some of these things, so the business owner can do what they do best, yeah. which is what are their whatever their skill set is. But there needs to be somebody. And nowadays, there's fractional everything, right? You can get a fractional VP of sales, you can get a fractional CFO, yeah. You can get a uh, you can get a fractional uh, a chief operating officer. <laughs> Yeah. Anybody that can come in and help them structure what they need to do to make sure that all of these pieces in the puzzle are coming together in a clear picture, because at the end of the day, the business owner is wearing multiple hats, right? Yeah. They are in charge of it, hiring, firing, toilet paper, cleaning, yeah. like all of accounting, like everybody comes to them. Like I've got a problem. Okay. Well, I've got problems. Yeah. And so. So they need a team of people they can turn to. And that's where we get so inundated with how fast things move. And it's sometimes we just need to take a step back and say, where am I lacking? And mm-hmm. then find that person, right? If you don't have time, find somebody awesome. with time, right? Yeah. That's And that's where you just go a mile a minute. And that's why a lot of businesses fail. So what would you like to say something about the tax strategy? Look, I spoke, I speak to a lot of business owners and there are some states here as an example, they are mandating business owners uh, to enact retirement planning. And so I've talked to business owners and they've said, look, my CPA has instructed me to go with the state plan. Now that may fit the business. I don't know, but most oftentimes they're very expensive and they put a lot of work on the business owner. And so in a situation like that, Rohit, you have to look at the CPA. Are they doing their job with what you want them to do? Look, there it, it is your money, right? Not theirs. Yeah. You are building a business for your retirement. So unless yeah. your CPA is going to cut a check at the end of your life because of all the mistakes they made, then that's great. But the odds are they're not. So- you need to, as a business owner, you need to start asking better questions mm. or just ask questions in general. Cause I promise you as, as good as a CPA is, they too are a business owner. So they also have the same struggles. They have to hire people. They yeah. have technology they've got to deal with. They've got regulations. So they're just trying to survive just like you are as a business owner. And where a lot of people have fear of going to a doctor's office and asking a lot of questions, right? <laughs> people fear asking CPAs questions. Look, yeah. they're not gods, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, <laughs> they're, they're individuals that are business owners that they might not have the answer, 
But if you ask them a question and they don't have an answer and they get mad at you, probably not the CPA you should be working with. Exactly. This is not the best scene to have a man or someone. It's real and push you. Yeah, right. You you want somebody that's going to sit down and be like, look, here are the pros and cons to what you're asking. Yep. Now, maybe it's not a right fit right now. Yeah. Right. But here's something we can do in the interim, right? Because he here's another example. There's over 40 tax credits, depending on the state, that businesses are eligible for. And I've talked to a lot of CPAs and they we don't have the bandwidth to do that. Uh -huh. Well, we're talking thousands of dollars that could be paid back to business owners because of some of these tax credits. And if, if the CPA is not going to tell the business owner what these tax credits are, well, then this could be a matter of, hey, do I hire somebody else or do I not? Do I stay open? Like, do I have the money to stay open, right? And look, if if a business got an influx of ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars in overpaid taxes, that could be life changing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if a CPA is not telling somebody that, well, then it's an utter disservice. <laughs> and it's not something which we are paying for. Someone's yeah, paying. They, and they and they don't pay. For, look, <laughs> a business owner. Look, there are there are companies that will do these tax credits. Yeah. At no charge. They do, and they'll get paid on the back end. If yep. they recover you money, then they ask for a piece of that money. And that's a fair exchange, yep. right? If somebody recovers $50,000 for me, I am happy to pay them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you're, but if the CPA is not telling business owners, then, then what are they doing? Yep. Right. And that's, and that's a bad position to be in. How to start a business while keeping the exiting in mind. I mean, all of the things that we talk about in starting a business, right? You got to know your value proposition, uh -huh. right? Right. You have to know who are the partners and the joint ventures and everybody that you need to help fa facilitate and deliver that value proposition. Uh -huh. And then you have to know who your client avatar is, right? You have to know who you're selling it to. You've got to know if there's a market, right? And then while you're doing all of these things and you're looking at, profit and loss and how you're going to make money and the revenue streams, then at some point along that process, you have to decide, what am I going to do with this business? Mm -hmm. am, I, am I going to sell it? And ideally, who would I sell it to? Or who would be a potential? So you've got your client avatar, and then you've got your buyer avatar. Yeah. And, and what is that? Five, seven years? I don't know, right? I mean, if you look at mechanics as an example. Mm-hmm. Most likely they're going to give, they would like to give their business to the kid or a kid of theirs, yep. right? But then what happens if their kids don't want the business? <laughs> and then what do you do? So you've, you've built this business and look, I had a conversation with a business owner uh, a couple of months back uh -huh. and he said, he said, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to give the business to my son. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, and then what are you going to do for retirement? <laughs> and he said, I'm going to, I'm the business is going to pay me. And I'm like, oh, Okay. So let me ask you a question. I how much do you make? And he said 120,000 a year. I said, "Okay. So I want you to hire me for 120,000 a year, but I'm not going to do anything for the company. I'm just going to stay home." Right? But you're going to pay me. Would would you do that? And he said, "Absolutely not. Why would I do that?" <laughs> and my question to him was, "Why are you going to make your son do that?" Exactly. Like you're you're asking your son to pay you $120,000 a year to do nothing. 
Yeah, yeah, can yeah. The, can the business afford that? And he's like, well, no, the business can't afford that. And I'm like, well, then you need to find a different retirement plan. <laughs> right? Really I mean, it it's just numbers, right? I mean, it's it's very simple numbers. And so, even the, and even the, he he must be thinking to planning a system of bringing that business or scaling that business into something else, you know, like bringing into another location probably or hiring his own son with an own salary and working him own into this its own business as well and paying both of you guys. Like that's that would be the thing, I guess. Yep. Yep. And and the other part of that is the psycho the psychology behind leaving a business, right? Like in a dad situation or a mom, it doesn't really matter. They're, they founded the company, they've worked the company for 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. And there's a psychological thing that they have to overcome to get rid, like I'm a business owner. Yeah. Well, now you've got to recognize yourself as just a dad or a mom, mm -hmm. right? You, you've got to relinquish the psychology of the business to your kids or whoever else you're selling it to and stop identifying as the business owner, right? Because what happens is a lot of business owners, they'll give it to their kids. And then what do they want to do? Tell the kids how to run the business. Tell yeah. the kids what clients. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to turn like, mm -hmm. look, the business, they're my clients. They're my friends. Yeah. Well, you've got to get all that transition to whoever's taking over the business or it will end up failing. So there's a lot that goes into developing. And if you have systems and processes in place at the very beginning, then it's a lot easier. Because at the end of the day, look, if you if you leave your business and it can't self-stand, yep. right? If you just take a week vacation and your business fails, you've got a systems problem. Yep. yep. Right. And, if, and, and if they leave for a week and the business crashes, they do not have a sellable business. Yeah, because systems is necessary for you. Absolutely. Yep. They need to be able to walk away for a month yeah. and, and have that business run by itself, technically speaking, without them. How to maximize the value of a business. All of this that we've talked about leads to mm -hmm. maximizing that value, right? Got it. If you have the systems and processes in place mm -hmm. that the business can operate with or without the owner, mm -hmm. then there's you maximize that value because now somebody comes into the business and they're like, oh, look, I there's an entity that I can buy apps or separate from the actual individual. On the financial side, a lot of business owners have their have the a lot of the accounts under their name. Mm -hmm. So they don't have the accounts payable, the accounts receivable, they don't have credit wrapped up into the business name. They have it in their name. So they need to untangle that, right? To maximize the value of the business. So now once again, it's a standalone entity. Uh -huh. And then at some point in time, they need to have the scalability to show profitability, right? It just can't be flat. And yeah. nowadays, a lot of coaches talk about increased sales or you know, decrease this or increase that. Mm -hmm. But there has to be systems in place to maintain that book of business so that they can continue to have forecast sales. This is the right. foundation. This is the foundational stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that goes back to creating that foundation at the very, very beginning. Yeah. Because it all builds upon itself. Any best advice you have to for small businesses though, or even entrepreneurs like 
working. Yeah, I think, I mean, the, the biggest advice, Rohit, would be to, look, swallow your pride, right? Mm-hmm. And understand that you don't know everything. Exactly. And it's okay. It's okay if you don't. But it, it and it's it's also okay to ask questions. Yeah. Right. Start asking questions of professionals. Yeah. If you have that gut feeling that that professional's not right for you, mm. then go with that feeling. It's usually right. Find professionals that are aligned with you, yeah. that see the business how you see the business, and then align yourself with them to help you through these steps of the process. But all of these things should be done before the doors even open. Because I, I promise once the doors open, the problems are magnified because your time is lessened. Like you have to have these things in, 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 in alignment before you get it. You can't build the plane while you're in the air. <laughs> right. Um, now you're going to have, you're going to have p- pains and challenges. An engine's going to go out. You're going to have flooding because of rain. Right. There's going to be a lot of problems while you're flying that plane, but don't build the plane while you're flying it. And you cannot even handle the whole plane with full of passengers without anyone, even Great the airlines or even the anyone, you know, you can't. Anyone. Yeah. That's yeah. True. You, you can't be everything to everyone. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a great point. I love that one. <laughs> cool. Awesome, Mike. That's all, I guess. It was lovely to talk to you. And thank you so much for getting into the show and sharing these insights, I guess. No, I appreciate the opportunity. Um, I'm happy to answer any questions. Just let me know how I can help, man. Amazing, amazing, amazing.